Wonderful. Thanks. Thanks for joining us and worshiping the Lord. I really trust that you've entered into the presence of God and that uh, you're really connecting with the Lord this morning. I have incredible faith that this morning God's going to touch you in a very powerful way. And so just, just believe for that this morning. As I'm speaking, allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. Be open to what He wants to do in and through you, not only today, but also in the days to come. Just before I get into my message, I just want to open with a prayer. So let's, let's just pray. Let's bring ourselves before the Lord and say, God, speak into our lives. Give us revelation of your word. We want to hear your voice this morning. So, so Lord, we, we come before you as your servants, as your children, and we just want to present ourselves as living sacrifices and bring ourselves before your throne and say, God, here we are. Work in our lives. Speak into our lives. Lord, I pray that you would grant me the ability to bring this message with uh, great boldness. And I pray that while I speak, that you would stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders. And I pray, Lord, that there'd be a demonstration of your Spirit's power uh, as, we, as I bring the word this morning. I pray all this in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. Well, this morning we're going to continue in the book of 1 Corinthians. We're going to look at the next one of the gifts, which are the gifts of healing. And uh, so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians and chapter 12. While you're turning there, uh, we've had a wonderful testimony sent through this week. Uh, Jason and Catherine uh, emailed us and just said that uh, for the last couple of weeks, They've been uh, really struggling with uh, Joss and his sleeping. Uh, he hasn't been sleeping well at all. And in fact, he's been up for sometimes between two and five hours every night. And so they've been praying into this, really praying that uh, God intervenes. Because as you know, sleep is really important. And when you don't get sleep, you can't function well. And so this has been something that's really been uh, something that they've been pressing in on the Lord for, saying, God, we need to see a breakthrough in this. And then last Sunday, while I was praying for people, I mentioned one of the things I prayed for was people with uh, sleep apnea or insomnia or people who are struggling to sleep. I prayed for a breakthrough in that area. And they said that since Sunday, they've had a major breakthrough in Joss's life. Uh, he's been sleeping a lot better. They've had nights where he slept the whole night long, other nights where he's just got up for a very short time then went back to sleep. And so God has done a wonderful thing in their life. And uh, God can minister even over this medium of uh, us connecting via the internet. The Holy Spirit can minister to you. So trust him for that this morning. I'm really believing that God is going to touch your life in a very powerful way. So last week we looked at the gift of faith, and this morning we're going to actually look at the next one, which falls into the category of the gifts of power, which is faith, gifts of healing, and miraculous signs. So this morning we're going to look at gifts of healing. And I remember a few years back we, uh, we ministered to a lady who the doctors had said that is very unlikely that she would ever have children. And uh, this couple had been trying for many years uh, to have children and uh, asked us to come and minister to them. And so we went over and we ministered and we, we prayed a lot into uh, the Father's heart, receiving love from the Father. We also prayed for healing over her. And something else we were led to do was we felt to break a curse that had come through the generational line. And so we did that. We, we broke that curse and then we left, and kind of, well, we'll see what would happen. And a few weeks later, uh, she got hold of us and was very excited to say, actually, she's pregnant. And uh, so God had done a wonderful miracle in her life through that ministry. In fact, we've had quite a few testimonies in the church of families that have uh, been struggling to have children, that God has miraculously enabled them to have children and I remember a couple of years ago, we had a prophet come and minister in the church. And I think, if my memory serves me correctly, there were about seven families in the church who at that time 
were struggling to fall pregnant and he got all seven of them to stand up and he prophesied over them just a breakthrough in the area of having children and all of those families within the next year had children. And so God did a wonderful work of breakthrough or healing in their lives where he's enabled them uh, to have children. Why am I telling you all this? Well, the reason I'm telling you this is because it builds faith. When you hear testimonies of what God has done, you start to realize that, hey, uh, miracles and healings and things like that are not something that happened thousands of years ago. They are happening today. They are happening in our midst. They're happening in our church. And so... I'm telling you these stories to build faith because we're talking about the gifts of healing and I'm trusting that God is going to release these gifts in your life. So I just want to share a little bit more, a couple of stories just to build your faith before we look at the Word of God. I myself have received a major healing uh, from the Lord in 2012. I had a stroke and I landed up in hospital for two months uh, if you're interested in the kind of the medical description of it all, my stroke was caused by an arterial dissection. And what happened is that caused a blood clot to be to form and release and go up into my brainstem. And when it went up into my brainstem, it basically shut down a whole lot of the functions in my body. And, uh, and as soon as your brain stops receiving oxygen, actually parts of it start dying off. That's what happens. And it doesn't take very long before you lose functionality in a whole lot of areas. And so some of my symptoms were uh, extreme dizziness. I was so dizzy, I couldn't get out of bed, walk across the room and even go to the toilet. I, I, I couldn't even roll over in bed without almost falling out. I had to have bars on the side of my bed to keep me in the bed. Uh, I was extremely dizzy. I... I uh, I had double vision. Uh, for months and months I had double vision. In fact, not only that, but my one eye, it was uncontrollable. So my eye would actually move around without me, involuntary. It was kind of like a chameleon. And so while I had double vision, I also was unable to shut my one eye. And my eye kind of looked in all different directions. And I couldn't shave, I couldn't bath myself, I couldn't get dressed. Every morning the nurses had to dress me and basically what they would do is they would they would get me dressed, they would sit me down in a chair that kind of looked out of the window of the hospital and I'd just sit there for hours looking out the window and watching the, the people walking around in the streets. That's all I could do. I couldn't move around or anything. I... Uh, I had constant hiccups uh, for 10 days, day and night, uh, uncontrollable hiccups. I had palsy, so the one side of my face had drooped. I had slurring of speech. I had paralysis in my right leg. I couldn't swallow. For a whole month, I had a feeding tube through my nose down into my stomach, and I was fed uh, through that tube because I couldn't swallow. I had to spit into a bag because I couldn't even swallow my own saliva. I um, And these were just some of the uh, symptoms that I had. I, I also had uncontrollable vomiting. And um, you can probably tell just by looking at me now that God has done a series of miracles in my life and he's healed me, eh? praise God. But uh, I wasn't healed in one go. And uh, what happened was is that I had a series of miracles that took place and it was literally... Every week, something else would get healed. So I would have another symptom and another symptom and another symptom healed. And it was a process of a, um, a series of healings. And the, the last thing that got healed was my double vision, which actually happened about six months after my stroke. So that was the final thing that's been healed in my life. And I can praise the Lord now to say that my vision is singular I haven't needed surgery or anything like that. I can see everything clearly. And it's just wonderful to, to see what God has done in my life. And I hope that as I'm speaking that faith is building inside of you right now. And you see, with man, things are impossible. 
but with God nothing is impossible. There is no sickness that God cannot heal. There is no condition that's too complicated for the Lord to fix. There is no disease that is incurable for God. And I don't care who has told you that what you have is incurable. I don't care what doctor has told you what you have is incurable. God says nothing is impossible for him to heal. I've searched the Bible from cover to cover and I've never yet found a scripture that says there is a certain sickness or a certain disease that is impossible for God to cure. If you find that scripture, let me know. But I guarantee you there isn't one in the Bible. Nothing is incurable for God. And so let's have a look in a little bit more detail at the gift of healing. There are various times in our lives when God gives gifts to us. So you could receive a gift from birth. The Bible talks about when we're knitted together in our mother's womb, that sometimes God puts a gift in our lives and a particular gifting. And so you could be born with a particular gift. For instance, you could have the gift of singing beautifully. And when you, when you sing, you sound wonderful on the outside. Others of us, when we sing, we sound wonderful on the inside. <laughs> but if you've been given that gift of singing, you probably had it since birth. Then there are other times where when God calls you to a specific work, he imparts a gift into your life. And I believe that this is what Paul talks about when he talks uh, to Timothy. And he says, fan into flame the gift that you received through the laying on of hands. So when Timothy had hands laid on him to be released into a particular ministry or calling, he received a gift that accompanied him on that calling, that enabled him to function in that calling. And then sometimes Jesus calls particular people to be a gift. Their life and their ministry is a gift to the church. And this is what Jesus uh, talks about, or the Bible talks about, in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11, where it says, Jesus gave some to be apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. These are gifts to the church that through their ministry, the church can be equipped uh, to do the work of ministry. And then there are the gifts of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit gives as he determines for the common good. So this could happen, uh, this could be a permanent thing where the Holy Spirit gives a person a particular gift and they operate in this gift regularly and you find that they really have faith for, some, for a particular gift, could be a particular gift of healing. So it could be a specific type of healing where people really flow in the gift in a particular, praying for a particular category of people. So for instance, maybe people with backache or curvature of the spine or something like that, where every single time someone comes and they pray for that particular symptom, they see incredible results because they've been given that gift of healing in that specific area. Then in other times, these gifts could be given for a particular moment. So it could be someone has come for healing and the Holy Spirit releases that gift to heal that person then and there. But once that person is healed, that gift is kind of lifts or is, is used up kind of thing. And the next time you have somebody come and needing prayer, you need a release of another gift. So it could happen either way. And uh, I want to encourage you just to be open for God to use you in whatever way. These gifts, let me just remind you, that these gifts are not to make the receiver of the gift look good. They are for the common good. They're not about, oh, look at me. I have the gift of healing. Look at what I can do. Look at the wonderful healings that I can perform. Look at the miracles that I can do. It's not about making the receiver of the gift look good. It's about ministering for the common good to glorify God. The other thing is that it's not for the one who has the gift to charge money for the use of that gift. So no one should have to pay somebody in order to be healed. The Bible says, freely you have received, so freely give. Now I don't mean that a person shouldn't receive support for a ministry that they do. That's perfectly biblical. 
But a sick person should never have to come to someone and pay money in order for them to be for them to heal them. Or you shouldn't have to, uh, you know, donate twenty dollars or buy a handkerchief or something like that that's been prayed over in order to receive your your healing. If you want to give to a ministry, that's perfectly fine, and I I want to encourage you to do that. Be generous, but you don't pay for healing. Healing is free. Healing is given by God. It's a gift that He freely gives, and you and you can freely receive it. You might think, well, that sounds crazy, but unfortunately, there are people that do that who charge for healing. But it's a gift that's given for the common good. So, if you have your Bibles, just turn with me to Second Corinthians. Uh, sorry, First Corinthians and chapter twelve. Let's just read through that passage where it talks about the various gifts. Second, uh, First Corinthians, chapter twelve, and from verse seven to eleven, reads like this: It says, "To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, never for an individual. It's for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance or the word of wisdom, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit." To another, faith by the same Spirit. We covered that last week. And to another, gifts, plural, of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. We've covered that. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. And so the gifts, plural, of healing. In fact, the Greek reads both words as plural. So in the Greek it reads the gifts of healings, plural. But I, w- I won't go into the reasoning for that. Just just know that it's multiple gifts of healing. So... So let me give a few points about healing. And just, I really want to stir this up so that you can uh, leave here this morning believing that God can use you to heal the sick. That's really what I want you to trust God for. I want you to see that everyday believers can be used by God in powerful ways to heal sicknesses and diseases. And whether it's you exercising your faith in the Word of God or whether it's you receiving a gift today of healing, or whether you are the gift to the church, whatever way and form that God wants to give this gift of healing to you, be open to it and say, God, I'm open. I'm ready to be used by you to see the sick healed. So just a couple of points on healing. Point number one is, I've already made this, but healing is for today. We need to grab a hold of this and believe it with every fiber of our being. I really hope that you believe that. I remember meeting a man a couple of years ago who told me that the healing anointing had left Werribee. (laughs) And I said to him, I said, I really? I said, well, have a seat and let me tell you what happened to me because clearly I didn't get the memo. God's healed me, and I've seen him healing other people. The healing is for today. God wants to heal people as much today as he did thousands of years ago in the book of Acts. The only person, let me just say this, I don't want to be controversial here, but I really believe this, the only person who would be happy to see no gifts of healing and operation in the church today is Satan. I can't believe that God would be happy to say to see a church that no longer has the gift of healing and that sick people must just remain sick. I cannot believe that God would be happy with that situation. I can believe the devil would be happy to see no healing power in the church and for people who are sick just to have to, well, you've just got to live with your sickness but I cannot believe that God would be happy with that. God wants to use the church to heal people today. The second point 
Not only does God want to heal today, and that healing is for today, God wants to use you to heal the sick. He wants you to be involved. You might be thinking, well, I don't know, Russ, you know, surely not me. Yes, you, whoever you are, listening to this message, if you're a believer, God wants to use you personally to heal the sick. He wants you to be a vessel through which his incredible power flows. When Jesus sent out the twelve, he told them to do this in Matthew 10 verse 8. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. You might say, well, I'm not one of the twelve apostles. Okay. After that, Jesus sent out the 72. In Luke chapter 10, you can read it for yourselves. Jesus chose 72 other disciples. So not the 12, 72 others. And he said this. He said, heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. And when they returned to Jesus in Luke 10 verse 17, this is what happened. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us in your name. So not only did they heal the sick, but they also cast out demons. That's not the 12 apostles, that's 72 others. You say, well, maybe I'm number 73, <laughs> and that wasn't meant for me. Turn to, Matthew, turn to Mark chapter 16. In verse 14 to 20. Mark 16, verse 14 to 20. Still later, Jesus appeared to the eleven disciples as they were gathering together. He rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief because they refused to believe those who had seen him after he had been raised from the dead. And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone... Anyone who believes, let me say that again, anyone who believes, not the 12, not the 72, anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But to anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe, not the 12, not the 72, those who believe. Anyone who believes. So that, surely you fit into that category. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. What does that mean? It basically means don't worry about where you're traveling or whatever. You know, back then... There weren't hospitals with anti-venom and that type of thing. So snakes were a real danger of traveling from one place to another. Maybe you get bitten, that's the end of your life. Jesus is saying, don't worry about that. And not only that, but don't worry if people try and poison you or whatever. Don't worry about people trying to take your life because they're going to try. Just go and trust God that he's going to be with you. That's what it means. It doesn't mean we're all going to become snake handlers and poison drinkers. That's just weird. And God hasn't called us to be weird. But he's saying, when you go, don't worry about these things that might happen to you. But he said, these signs will follow. You will cast out demons. And it says, they will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Who can do that? Anyone who believes. Anyone. Not the 12, not the 72 even, but any believer can see these signs accompanying their lives. Look at what, and look at what happened to these early believers. So Jesus told them, this is what's going to happen. And in the very next verses it says, When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. And the disciples went everywhere and they preached and the Lord worked through them, confirming what they had said, uh, sorry, 
what they said by many miraculous signs. So they went out and the Lord confirmed what, he'd say, what he said to them through many miraculous signs. And that's been happening for the past 2,000 years. And it's for anyone who believes. Not anyone who's a pastor, not anyone who's a preacher, not anyone who knows enough scripture. These are all the struggles that we fight with in our minds. These are the lies that the devil comes and he says, well, you're not a preacher, you're not a pastor, you don't know enough scripture, you can't do these things. And God's saying, anyone who believes will do these signs. The Bible says that we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. And yet, we so often look at the jar, we look at ourselves, and we say, well, I don't qualify. Well, the whole point is that we are a clay jar to show that the power that's inside of us is not from us, it's from God. We're frail. We might not look that impressive, but that's not the point. The jar isn't powerful. The power is in the jar. Amen? It's the Holy Spirit in us. That's the power of God. It's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It's inside of you and I right now. Think about that. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you if you're a believer. And do you know that the greatest demonstration ever of the power of God is when he raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at the highest place, gave him the name that's above every other name. That is the greatest demonstration of God's power that the world has ever seen and will ever see. You think, well, creation was an awesome demonstration of God's power, maybe parting the Red Sea, bringing water from a rock, but I want to tell you, Raising Jesus from the dead is the greatest demonstration of God's power. Because power, part of the description of power is the ability to move something from one place to another. And you don't get two further poles apart than the very depths of where Jesus went to. You think about it. All the sin of every single person was placed on Jesus. So he, he effectively became the worst sinner in the universe. And so he went to the very lowest of the low. He died and God took him from there, from the bottom of the barrel, and raised him not just back to life physically, but beyond the physical realm, into the spiritual realm, and not only did he put him at the right hand of the Father, but he gave him the name that is above every single other name. He has exalted Jesus to the very highest place that anyone could ever be exalted to. And so you've got these two polar opposites. That's the demonstration of the power of God. And that same power, that same power is in you. My goodness, God can use you to heal the sick if you've got that kind of power inside of your life. The final point, the third point is this, is that God can heal any sickness and disease. There is not a sickness, there is no disease that God cannot heal. Look at Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23 to 24. It says this, it says, Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever, whatever their sickness or disease or if they were demon-possessed, or epileptic, or paralyzed, he healed them all. Whatever their condition was, he healed them all. It's possible that we need a different gift of healing depending on what sickness or disease uh, we are facing, but God can use us to heal any sickness 
in any disease. I don't think it's critical for us to know, have I got the right gift or the wrong gift? It's up to us just to press in on the Lord, say, Holy Spirit, this is the need I have before me. I want to be used by you. I want to be a channel through which your incredible power flows. No matter what condition the person has, God is able to heal them. I want to just say it again, is that there is no sickness that God can't heal. There is no demon strong enough to resist being cast out by the authority of Jesus. God can heal an epileptic. God can heal a paralytic. God can raise someone from the dead. God wants to use you to pray and see people raised from the dead. Do you believe that? I can't stress this point enough, is that he healed every kind of sickness and disease. The scripture says whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. God did it back then and he's still doing it today. Let me read another scripture. Luke chapter 4 and verse 40 says, As the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. No matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed every one. Many were possessed by demons, and the demons came out at his command, shouting, You are the Son of God. But because they knew he was the Messiah, he rebuked them and he refused to let them speak. No matter what their diseases were, he healed every one. No matter what the doctors have said, God can heal. No matter how many operations the person has had, God can heal. You see, we get into, we have roadblocks in our minds because we think, oh, the doctors have told me what I have is incurable. Well, okay, maybe for them that's the case. But for God, it's not incurable. Maybe you've had so many operations that you're missing bits and pieces. Maybe there's a piece of you that is not there. God can heal you. God can break in. You can pray for a person that has no stomach and God can recreate that stomach. I've heard of stories where, where people were prayed for. One guy, he got prayed for, he had one leg. He had an amputated leg and his other leg. And he got prayed for and uh, the preacher told him, go to the shop, buy a pair of shoes and when you put the shoes on, your leg's going to be healed. So he went to the shoe shop he bought a pair, he put the one shoe on his leg, he put the other shoe on his stump, and as soon as he put it on his stump, his whole leg grew out into the shoe. God can do that. He can do a creative miracle, or he can heal a sickness and disease. There is nothing that God cannot do. Something else I want to point out is that they brought all the sick to Jesus in the scripture, and it says that many of them had demons that needed to be cast out. And so a lot of times sickness is not just a physical thing. Sometimes sickness is caused by a demon and when that demon is cast out, the person will get healed. So when you're praying for people, be open to the Lord giving you the discernment of spirits so that you can pray and you can say to the person, look, I believe that your sickness is caused by a demon. Do you mind if I deal with it like that and cast it out? If they say no, well then say, well, that's fine. I'll just pray for you, pray a blessing on you. But if they say yes, then rebuke that spirit, cast it out, and you're going to see people healed in an amazing way. It's not just physical. Sometimes it's spiritual as well. And you can't just deal with it or let's just pray for healing, healing, healing. When a, a demon can't be healed, a demon must be cast out. And a sickness can't be cast out. A sickness needs to be healed. Let's use the right remedy for the, right, for the problem that we're facing. Amen? We need to be led, led by the Holy Spirit when we're ministering to people. This is not just a blanket formula that we can just apply to every situation. And I think that the church, to a large extent is lacking in power because we have a one-size-fits-all. We are just trying to pray healing over everybody when Jesus didn't say that. He said, cleanse lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, and heal the sick. So we can't just 
pray healing for all four categories. We've got to discern what is the category we're dealing with and pray accordingly. Lepers need to be cleansed. Dead people need to be raised. Demons need to be cast out. Let's be led by the Holy Spirit in what we're doing to minister to people. So let me just summarize this. Is that, first of all, every believer is a jar of clay with incredible, all-surpassing power, resurrection power inside of our bodies, the Holy Spirit inside of us. And if you believe, the Bible says, you can lay your hands on sick people and they will get well. Every believer can do that. Don't stop laying hands on the sick. Keep believing for more and more people to be healed. Not every sick person was healed in the Bible, and there's examples of that. In fact, when you look in the book of Acts, Peter and John healed a beggar, a crippled person who was sitting at the temple gates. And it said that he'd been like that since birth, and I think it said he was around 40 years old. That means he wasn't healed by Jesus, because Jesus was around at that time, he was in that area at the time, and no doubt this person would have seen Jesus, but he was healed later by Peter and John. And so don't be discouraged if you're laying hands on the sick and they're not getting healed. Keep doing it because it's going to happen. We've got to persevere in these things. Just because someone doesn't get healed, that's not a reason to stop laying hands on sick people and trusting for healing. Every believer, every believer has resurrection power inside of their bodies. Also, elders have an anointing to pray for the sick in their congregation. If you're sick, it says you should call the elders. And it says the elders should anoint you with oil. You should confess your sins to the elder. And then, once you've done that, the prayer of faith will restore you to health. So that's a particular anointing that's given to elders. And then also there's the gift of healing, which is what we've been talking about in this series in this chapter of 1 Corinthians, uh, the gifts of healing which the Holy Spirit can give to any believer as he determines. And so you should be open to that as well. You should be available for the Holy Spirit to impart to you a gift of healing, either permanently or for a specific time. And if you get the gift, what I want to encourage you to do is fan it into flame. Don't let that gift get ignored and died down. Fan it into flame. Use it. Lay hands on the sick. Trust God for healing. Step out in faith again and again and again. Don't let the devil lie to you and say, well, you're not a pastor. You're not a preacher. You don't know enough scripture. You, 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 you're falling all the time in, in your walk with God. So how can you heal the sick? Let me just close by reading a scripture out of, out of Galatians in chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, verse 5 says, So then, does God supply you with the Spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law? In other versions it says, Does God work miracles through you because you obey the law or by hearing with faith? And the answer is, God works miracles with us, through us, when we step out in faith. It's not about... Me living a life where I'm, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm doing enough good stuff for God to use me to heal the sick. It's about me believing and stepping out in faith and God will use me. And the wonderful thing is that God never rebuked anyone for having too much faith. In fact, it says that faith pleases God. When you step out in faith, when you lay your hands on the sick, when you say, God, I'm trusting you now for a miracle. I've got a person standing before me with cancer and I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to lay my hands on them and I'm going to speak healing over them. That pleases God. You need to know that when you do that, it's pleasing to God that you're stepping out in faith. Now, when I, as I end this message, I, I want to spend a little bit of time just praying for you. And I, I really want you to be open to the Lord to receive from the Holy Spirit now. I want to pray for people who are sick and I, and I want you to be open to God healing you right now. But I also want to pray that the gift of or the gifts of healing 
would be imparted into your life. And be open to that as well. And if you feel like the Holy Spirit is touching you and you believe that something is changing within you and you're being healed, what I want you to do is just thank the Lord. We owe God a debt of thanks of millions of things that He has done in our lives. So let's let's begin by just thanking the Lord. Thank Him, thank Him, thank Him. Don't disconnect yourself from the Lord and go, oh, I wonder what's going on in my life. Is He healing this? Is He going to heal my shoulder as well? Just thank the Lord. As soon as you feel that miracle-working power of the Holy Spirit moving in your life, just thank the Lord. Stay connected with Him, even if it's for the next 40 minutes. Just thank Thank the Lord. Say, thank you, Lord. You're touching me now. Thank you, Lord. I can feel that you're moving in my life. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your promises. Just thank the Lord and let Him continue to work. Let Him complete that work of healing in your life. And then I'm also going to pray for, for people who want to be used more in the area of healing. And I'm going to pray for an impartation. I'm praying it for my own life and I'm going to pray it into your life as well. And receive it by faith and then go and step out. Step out of the boat. It's no good hearing Jesus saying, come to me, and then you stay in the boat. You've got to get out and walk on the water. That's the point. So if you receive a gift of healing, you've got to use it. You've got to step out and say, God, I want sick people to come across my path so I can pray for them and see them healed. So let's, let's bow our heads in prayer right now. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us so many wonderful promises in your word. We thank you, Lord, that you've sent your Holy Spirit, the same spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of every single one of us. Thank you, Lord, that you want to use us. Thank you, Lord, that we're all the priesthood of all believers. There's no, there's no hierarchy in your kingdom. You're the head and we're the body. Thank you, Lord, that we all have the same access to you. We all come through the shed blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that it's not about our own works and our own righteousness that you're going to use us. It's based on what Jesus has done. And it's based on our faith, on our believing. Lord, we want to say this morning, we believe, but help us in our unbelief. Lord, there's, there's little areas in our lives. We've got little uh, ways of thinking that limit you. Lord, I pray that you would deal with that now. I pray that all these lies from the enemy, oh, you could never be used by God. You, you know, you're not in this right category. You, you haven't been called to this ministry you haven't got the gift. You haven't got the ability. Lord, I pray all these lies would lift off of us now and that we'd be open to receiving from you. I want to pray right now for an impartation of the gift, the gifts of healings. Holy Spirit, work in lives right now. I pray that you would, you would touch lives, you would, you would confirm it in people, that they would know they're receiving something right now. There'd be a physical manifestation that they know they've received the gifts of healing. And then give them opportunity, Lord, to step out in faith, to lay hands on the sick, to speak healing over the sick, to speak cleansing over lepers, to, to cast out demons when they discern that a person has a demon, and to raise the dead. Lord, nothing for you is impossible. I pray for a release of faith right now. I pray for mountain-moving faith. Lord, release that in us as a church. I pray that we would break out into the world around us in resurrection power, that we would hear testimonies this week of how we've stepped out in faith, we've laid hands on the sick, and they've recovered. And we've seen incredible miracles and healings taking place. But Lord, I want to pray right now for those who are struggling with sickness and disease. Lord, you know who they are. You know exactly what's going on in their lives. You know what's caused 
this sickness. You know when it, when it entered their bodies. You know exactly what's needed to bring healing. Lord, your word says you healed every sickness and disease. There was no one that you didn't heal. Lord, as we come before you this morning, we want to present our bodies before you and say, Lord, we are looking into the face of a God who heals. Your name is a God who heals. Your word says, by your stripes, we are healed. We want to take that promise and we want to say, Lord, we receive it. We receive it. We receive your healing right now. I want to speak healing over lives right now. People that are listening to this, I speak healing over their lives. I speak healing over people who have pain in their stomach. I speak healing over that pain. Whatever's causing that pain, I speak healing over their stomachs right now. Release that miracle-working power. Holy Spirit, burn inside of those people that have stomach pain right now. Remove the pain and heal their stomachs. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, just touch lives now. I pray that people would begin to feel your miracle-working power in different parts of their bodies. They'd feel it like a fire, like a heat in their bodies in certain areas. Let them begin just to thank you that you're touching lives, that you're bringing healing. I don't have to call out sicknesses for you to be healed. It's the Holy Spirit that will heal you. You just come before the Lord, say, Lord, this is my need. This is my need. I'm bringing it before you. I'm asking you, Lord, that you would heal me now. When you feel that power of God working in your life, just begin to thank him. Just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just touch lives now, Lord. I pray for a manifestation of your Spirit's power. I pray for signs and wonders to accompany this word. Just touch lives, Lord. Touch lives. I just want to pray over people that are suffering with migraines. I pray for healing. I pray for release. I pray for freedom in their lives. Right now, no more migraines. In the name of Jesus. No more pain in their head. No more pain because of light. No more migraines in the name of Jesus. I declare that over people now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I pray over people suffering with depression. That that depression would lift off now. In the name of Jesus, those who are suffering because of a demonic force, a spirit of heaviness, I speak release and I cast out that spirit in the name of Jesus. Right now, you will leave. Every spirit of heaviness will go in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, for the garment of praise. I pray for the joy of the Lord. I pray for your light to enter their minds that they would see things in a different light, that hope would fill them, that joy would fill them, that happiness would fill them. In Jesus' name, I speak freedom over those who are suffering with depression. In the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for those with blood disorders, people whose blood is not functioning properly. They haven't got the right amount of uh, antibodies or whatever or mixture iron levels in blood Lord I pray healing and restoration over over people's uh, blood in their body I pray for healing in the blood I pray Lord that there would be an uh, increased immunity built up in people's lives I pray for iron levels to return to normal in Jesus name I speak healing over those areas right now in the name of Jesus Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're touching lives. We just want to be led by you, Holy Spirit. Your word says the sons of God are those who are led by the Spirit of God. We want to be led by you. We have no pre-planned agenda. We're just being led by you and allowing you just to speak into lives right now. 
I just pray for that impartation of this gift. I feel, I feel like there's some people that are struggling in their mind. Your mind is a barrier. You've got arguments and strongholds and, and things that are set up in your mind that are blocking you from receiving from the Holy Spirit right now. And the Bible says that we've been given divine weapons which are able to tear down those lofty arguments and strongholds in our minds. And so I pray, Lord, cut through and tear down those arguments that are set up in our minds, those lies from the devil. Tear them down now and give us revelation in Jesus' name. Let light dispel darkness right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray for a release of faith. I pray for the gifts of healing to be imparted. I pray for power. I pray for the fire of the Holy Spirit inside of our lives, that we would be a church set on fire, that wherever we go, we take the fire of the Lord with us into our workplaces, that as we walk into buildings, the atmosphere would change because of the presence of the Lord in our lives, the fire of God burning in the spiritual realm. And that as we walk into rooms, that in the spirit realm, the demons and those sicknesses would be impacted by that, by that anointing on our lives. I pray that it would be like as, we, as, as, as the disciples walked down the road in the book of Acts, their shadow healed. I pray for that to happen for us. That as we enter into rooms, that the anointing on our lives would bring healings and would bring changes in people's lives, conviction of sin. And people would bow their knee and repent because of the anointing. You are a God who is a consuming fire. You are an all-powerful God and you're from a spiritual kingdom that is breaking in upon our physical kingdom, upon our physical world. Lord, break in through us as a church. I pray for revival in the church in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. Let's just thank the Lord of it. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for healing miracles. We thank you for an impartation of gifts. We thank you, Lord, we're going to see your fire demonstrated in our lives. We're going to see miraculous things happening through everyday, nameless, faceless believers who are filled with resurrection power. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives. We pray all this in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. I trust that God has impacted you hugely this morning and that your life will never be the same again. Fan into flame what you've received from God. Step out in faith. Let God use you in power. God bless you. Have a great day. And we'll see you next week Sunday, same time, for more ministry and more of the Lord. Have a great day.